Hello and welcome to BJGP Interviews. My name is Ewan Lawson. In this episode, I speak to Anouk Weghorst, who is a doctoral candidate in the Department of General Practice and Elderly Care Medicine at the University of Groningen, and that's in the Netherlands. And the paper that we're talking about today is Oroondansetron for Pediatric Gastroenteritis in Primary Care, a randomised control study. Now, we know a little bit about the effectiveness of Andantantron, particularly in secondary care, but it hasn't been evaluated in primary care. I started by asking Anouk to tell us a little bit more about that background for Andantantron and what we do know. Well, in secondary care, uh, there were quite a lot of uh, uh, re- there was quite a lot of research about uh, onostron, and uh, it is shown to be effective in stopping vomiting and increasing the use of uh, oral rehydration therapy and reducing uh, the hospital admission rates. Um, but, however, the practical value of onostron in primary care uh, was unknown, and uh, we. Uh, also chose for onosetron and not for other uh, anti-emetic because of the side effects uh, that were known uh, at the other anti-emetics. So the interesting thing about danzatron is that it can be given as a single dose. It's just a one-off um, measure. So in terms of clinical intervention, it's really easy. If you're presented with a patient, a young person that's got gastroenteritis, or whether it's a, and it's a bit like when we give dexamethasone for croup, we just give that as a single dose. Yeah. And it can be really effective. So it's a really interesting intervention to look at this, isn't it? Does giving a single dose of Andansodron help these children who are young children who are vomiting? So perhaps the first thing to ask you about a little bit is a little bit more background to that, if you've got any. But um, tell us who you included in your randomized controlled study, uh, trial. Uh, we included children aged uh, six months to six years old uh, who were considered at increased risk of dehydration and that was because of their vomiting episodes. We had an inclusion criteria of children had at least uh, four vomiting episodes in the past 24 hours and at least one vomiting episode in the past four hours. Um, to de- And we deliberately um, chose that um, a group of children to uh because we thought that there was the most potential uh, uh benefit uh. and it's I mean that's really quite you know obviously just having vomited in the last four hours that's really kind of recent so I kind of something that's clearly just ongoing and uh, parents and children are having difficulty with they were recruited out of you it was out of hours centers wasn't it in the Netherlands yes yes because we thought there was the most room for improvement as there were high-risk uh, children of dehydration. Um, so I'll just so the in, the intervention, as we've already said, was a single dose of oral ondansetron, so dead straightforward, at 0.1 milligrams per kilogram. So that's fairly straightforward as well. Tell us a little bit about um, what outcome measures you looked at. Uh, we looked for the effectiveness at um, the vomiting episodes, um, the first four hours, uh, and also um, the satisfaction of parents, um, how much uh, of, if parents were uh, happy or not with the treatment, and also the use of oral rehydration therapy, and the uh, um, uh, adverse events, of course, and the number of referral and hospital admissions in children. Okay. So... The results say 194 kids included in the randomization, which seems a lot. Actually, you've done it's an impressive bit of recruitment because given quite strict inclusion criteria of these vomiting children. Tell us a little bit about what you found, Anouk. Uh, we found that children who received a dose of uh, onacetron uh, had to vomit twice as less as children who received the standard treatment. And there was also a decrease in the number of vomiting episodes. 
which is important in preventing dehydration. And in addition, uh, the parents of children who received ondansetron uh, were more satisfied than parents of children who did not receive ondansetron. Yeah. So reducing from you know half as many, 42.9% to 19.5% in yes. terms of reducing. So quite a significant drop in vomiting. And I could see as a parent, parents get very... It's very distressing when children are vomiting. You know, it's really yeah. unpleasant, isn't it, to watch anybody vomiting, especially your children who are in distress with it. So quite a significant reduction. We should talk a little bit about, should get you to tell a little bit about the, so obviously patient, patient parents were satisfied as well, as I'm sure the mm-hmm. patients were too, and the children. <laughs> um, you should tell us a little bit about the findings for some, perhaps you could argue a negative findings, the things that didn't change um, in the study. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, we also checked to the or, uh, to the degree of oral rehydration solution, uh, and that was quite uh, low. So uh, it's important for future research also to consider ways to administ- uh, administer oral rehydration therapy more effectively in primary care, um, and uh, possibly identify key factors leading to hospital referral because the hospital referral um, was the same in both treatment groups. Um, and therefore, um, the cessation in vomiting uh, was not necessarily a reason to refer or not. Yeah. Um, I'll just go through some of the numbers there because I think they're really, uh, they're a fascinating aspect of this study as well. That you mm-hmm. reported that, so 19% of children got referred. And unfortunately, you know, disapp- I suppose disappointingly, but it's just one of those things that happens. That's why we do the studies. Uh, yeah. Giving Odanzadron didn't show a reduction in referrals in this particular study. The median intake of oral rehydration therapy was just 10 mil. That's really low. Yeah. Um, and uh, at the inclusion, um, also the research assistant uh, uh, also to- told uh, quite a lot about the oral rehydration therapy, how to administer, uh, where to collect it. But um, I've heard from general practitioners also that children, uh, oral rehydration solution is quite a bit nasty so children don't like it and parents uh, also can give possibly other alternatives like diluted apple juice or something like that but yeah future research uh, is needed yeah really interesting that we do all this work to try to persuade people to use ORT and in yeah. the end really this study really so I think it's a really fascinating finding from this not an intentional finding but it's a sort of in terms of implication of practice that really it's not making much impact is it and this perhaps of any study was one where we say the treatment as usual as you suggest was heavily pushing advice around ORT as well and yet really made no difference no no any other key results Anouk that you'd like to flag up uh, yeah, we also looked at the cost effectiveness and uh, there was a 30% reduction in cost um, in children who uh, received oral nostrum. And uh, that uh, this reduction in cost was mainly caused by parents having work abs- absence less often um, as children who received uh, nostrum recovered more, more quickly, uh, quickly and therefore parents were able to get back to work sooner. Um, and the children who received onostron were also less likely to visit the general practitioner again and were less longer admitted to the hospital. So both the, there was a reduction in the social cost of onostron and the medical cost. Yeah. And there's an interesting clinical um, finding tucked in there as well that their admissions were shorter. So though they perhaps there wasn't a fewer, there wasn't any fewer admissions, the children that did go to hospital weren't in for as long. So that's quite significant. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I should add at this point, this is a good point for me to dip in, that there's actually two papers. And there's, there's a linked paper of this on the cost, um, uh, the economic analysis. So um, some significant extra benefits as well. And the GPs will be delighted to hear as well that if it reduces reattendance, again, with all the pressures on workload of general practitioners, that's, um, uh, that's, a, that's a real advantage as well. Okay, well, we've talked a little bit about it. Any other sort of implications for clinical practice we should draw attention to here, Anouk? Uh, well, the results of this study could change the healthcare guidelines for acute gastroenteritis. And if GPs uh, see a child with, who frequently vomits uh, with acute gastroenteritis, uh, they can uh, apply onosotron in primary care. Um, yeah, and I think that's very valuable for the uh, treatments of acute gastroenteritis. Um, I don't know off the top of my head. I don't think, certainly, I presume that's not in the, I don't know if it's in the UK guidance at all just now. Does the use of oron-danzatron appear in, do you know if it appears in um, Dutch, in guidance in the Netherlands as it stands? Uh, this year, the Dutch National Health Gu Guideline um, is renewing um, and they con contacted me uh, to uh, take the results of this study in the new guideline. Yeah. Um, so I think they, they're going to change the uh, guideline. We should perhaps, it's worth uh, pausing in terms of the clinical practice um, and comment at GPs that might be thinking about doing this. What about safety? Of course, it is a uh, medicine, so it is important to look out for the uh, side effects and uh, also to keep in mind that there are side effects, um, but in this study, we did not see a difference between both treatment groups in adverse events. Yeah, it is important to keep in mind. Can I get you to summarize just in a few words some of the key findings? Children uh, who receive oral nostrum uh, vomit less and are less likely to return to the uh, general practitioner. Uh, and in addition uh, to this, children who received onostron uh, recovered more, more quickly, meaning that parents were able to get, get, to get back to work sooner and were more satisfied with the treatment. Anouk, that's been really ideal. It's been really interesting here about your study. Thank you very much for coming on today. Thank you very much for listening to this BJGP podcast. The original research papers and articles can be found at bjgp.org. The show notes and podcast audio can be found at bjgplife.com. Do share if you've enjoyed it. Subscribe via all the usual places, including Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, or your podcaster of choice. Thanks again. Thanks again.